Hi, everyone, and welcome to MGAC Inner Voices, a podcast digging into issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the architecture, engineering, and construction industry. I am so happy to be back. It's been a while since I've been away from this chair, but I am back, and we have a wonderful guest for you today. But before we jump into that conversation with Miss Lena Bigelow, I want to preface this podcast by letting you know that we're not experts in all things diversity, equity, and inclusion. We want to share our stories and discuss how together we can create a better outcome for all of us in the AAC industry and beyond. So with that, yeah, you may remember me. I'm Brian Gammons, a project manager at MGAC. I work and live in Los Angeles, California. And today I just have the absolute honor to have my first guest back in this chair be Miss Lena Bigelow. She and I worked together for several years when I was a general contractor here in Los Angeles. We met at our former company, uh, Mac Construction, which we have very high things to say about. Thank you so much for being a part of this, Lena. So you would, can you give yourself um, an introduction to our, our listeners? Yes. Hi, everybody. My name's Lena Bigelow. I'm a project manager, and I've been in the industry for 10 years, and I've been a project manager for over five I am Brian's biggest fan. I am so appreciative <laughs> of being here today. I'm so honored to speak with you and I'm so proud of where you've grown in, in your career. I absolutely love my job and I love being in the construction industry. I just want to start by telling everybody that I equally appreciate love and support both males and females. And so I just don't want any male listeners to think I'm some angry woman in the construction industry. I'm not. I just want to make that clear so that they listen and hopefully someone will learn something today and hopefully someone might hear something that I say and think that they've had a similar experience. Absolutely. And that's the point of, you know, this podcast, everyone, we want to just share our lived experiences here. So you said you've, you've been a project manager for five years and you've been in the industry for almost 10 years. So I, I know in that span of time, things could have changed or things could have been different. Your experiences may have been different from when you first started. You told me that there were times where you had felt that you had been tokenized in the workplace and that it made you feel, you know, certain different ways. Can you talk about an experience or if you, if you had several experiences and how that affected you today and what you'd like to see change. Yeah, so I have my master's in business and I like to think of myself as a very hard worker. I'm ambitious, I'm driven, I'm passionate and I have high expectations for myself just because I have a lot of pride and I, I know who I am and I like who I am. So I feel like I deserve the role that I'm in and it hasn't been handed to me. And, you know, a couple of years ago I was on the job site and one of the subcontractors was a very nice person, but he thought that the superintendent was my husband. And when I said, no, he's a lovely man. I would be so lucky if he were, but no, he's very happily married and has a, has a family. I asked why he thought that. And, and he just said, well, otherwise I don't know how you would be the PM. I oh was like, okay, well, lesson for you that women can be a project manager in construction, even, even if it's unusual, and I can be just as knowledgeable and intelligent. And qualified too, Lena. 
So how did he, how did he handle that? First, I, I'm sorry that, you know, this sounds like it was almost recent. How did you handle that situation with him? Did you walk away or were you, did you let him inform him? You know, no, I'm the project manager and I, you know, I've worked to this, this point in this role. Yeah, I just calmly said that. Um, and then, you know, he invited me to go to Mexico for the weekend. <laughs> so I, I, he was a very nice person. I think it was more just a reflection of him than me. And it really just taught me, wow, some people just really aren't surrounded by other women who maybe go to university and have college educations. And so I'm not going to judge him for that. It was just, I was like, okay, that's interesting for me to realize not everyone had the same upbringing as I did. And I'm very lucky that I try mm -hmm. to be well-rounded and not judge other people or stereotype them and just be more open. The more common one is that I'm often first mistaken for the client or the interior designer or the architect. And then once, you know, my teammates nudge them and they're like, she works for the general contractor. They're like, oh, is she the project administrator or the accountant? The PM is like the last thing that they think I am, which again, it, you know, has decreased. It would happen all the time when I was new and my I love her so much my former female PM she encouraged me and she really helped me develop the confidence that I have now now I'm so self-assured and I'm always growing and I'm very outspoken and I, I just used to be more shy and so she just would say hey Lena I think maybe you and I shouldn't sit right next to the front door because then we won't be asked first usually to make copies and get water and make coffee but hopefully they will see someone else first. Lena is the most detail-oriented project manager that I've worked with. She was always reviewing schedule, reviewing drawings on the scope, on the change orders. She taught me how to communicate with clients as well. I feel for you when you say those things, because for someone like me to be who where I am today, that path was laid out because of people like you, Lena. You know, women have taught me a great deal of things and the way you handled so many situations with class and grace really taught me how to handle those similar situations when I was faced with them. You know, you, you just mentioned that, you know, you had a female coworker that encouraged you to be more confident. Has that affected how people have perceived you? Have you ever been challenged for being an emotional person? I know that we talked about that as well because there's always the stereotype that women can be highly emotional. Have you ever faced that situation? How have you handled it? So I am very passionate in like all aspects of life. And so that, that means along with when I really appreciate someone, I support them. I'm very vocal about it. You know, I can equally have a temper. And so we all can. <laughs> well, it's very normal when you're passionate about things to have yes. emotions and feelings. But definitely, I've learned that in working in an industry that's primarily male, the last thing you want to do is be emotional. I always have a thought in my head, never let anyone see you cry never let anyone get to you like that would be the worst and it, I, I don't really realize often that maybe some things happen because I am a female but thinking about it that might be the case and things might be said to me or happen to me that don't happen to some of my male colleagues I am told often to smile more I, I swear, Lena, I feel like that only happens to women. 
I, I've never been told to smile more. And it's always so frustrating to hear that. How does that make you feel? My dad just kind of taught me, just try to focus on their intention. Most people are really good people and they're probably not trying to in any way be rude. They just, it's coming out differently than they mean for it to be, or or maybe they just live a different way. But I just think in my head, you know, I'm dealing with millions of dollars here and I have a very serious role, you know, writing and negotiating contracts and dealing with these very expensive change orders and trying to always make sure that I'm being staying true to myself and being ethical with all these costs and being fair to every single party involved because that is being true to myself it can be stressful so I'm not always smiling and I'm not a Barbie here that is just supposed to be some pretty little thing that you're supposed to look at so I smile all the time but work (laughs) is very serious and it wouldn't always be genuine to be smiling yeah. Have you, and you know, speaking about women in construction, what would you say for someone who wants to get into construction, say a PE who's interviewing, coming out of college, who's female and wants to join a general contractor or go into the construction industry based on your experiences? I would say that if she has an interest in construction, that she should 100% pursue it. I like I said, love what I do. I, I absolutely love how the teams are ever changing. The project is is always new. Every year to two years, you're moving on. You're experiencing so many more people and, and designs and experiences that it you know enables me to continue growing, which is ultimately the goal. I you know I want to also you know kind of pivot the conversation, you know. We've talked about how you know, you received different treatment. You know, I want to go back to this idea of being tokenized. Have you ever faced that tokenization? I just am so proud of who I am that I really only want to be given opportunities if I deserve them. Because if I don't deserve something, then it just doesn't mean anything to me. Like you should give it to somebody who deserves it. And so I've been asked to go on some job interviews before. I was excited to be included. But then when I'd ask, okay, why? So I can help play on you know what you know what job was it that is similar should I be talking about the 110 million dollar hotel where I manage the tenant improvement spaces of the Moroccan spa that really unique bar in the cafe coffee shop with the commercial kitchen or you know was it the private school that had all the logistics issues and the whole route and the city and like what you know which project was it that makes me qualified to be attending this interview and you know, in the past, I've been kind of told, well, it's, it'll look good because you're a girl. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I didn't earn that. Like, can I would much rather be included because of some part about me that I have worked for that I've earned. So, you know, I went and I said, I'm just going to prove that I do deserve to be there from the way that I conduct myself during the interview and really help to win the project. I'm sorry you faced that because it goes against everything you've just said about how you want to receive just a a project because of your qualifications. Do you ever say anything to that colleague about about that comment? Well, so again, like ultimately, I think I'm there and included because I am qualified. The guys I'm talking about are really smart. I loved working there. They were my bosses. The two companies I've worked for, I mean, I would recommend wholeheartedly. I I have had great experiences there and 
and they're top of the line, high caliber company. I think it's just what needs to change is maybe understanding how that's not accurate. Like maybe that I am a, a female, maybe that does help, but maybe you don't tell me that. And maybe you list the actual qualifications that I have that are the reasons why I do deserve to be there. You know what I mean? So I don't think that he was wrong. Oh, and, and and I don't need to be offended. Like if being a woman helps out, then cool. But I think it just needs to change with sometimes how these gentlemen be and understanding that maybe that wouldn't make you feel good. Yeah. And I think a part of that is, you know, is podcasts like these, right? Where we're talking about your experiencing and also educating others that language is is a tool. Lena, I want to pivot to safety and even now the topic of harassment. Have you ever been, ever been in a situation where you have ever felt uncomfortable, unsafe? And how did you handle that situation? And how can, you know, what did that person get wrong? And could it have been been better handled? Uh, And did you ever report the incident? And if you didn't, can you explain why? Yeah, it's, as a female, it's like the last thing that you want to be involved in because you just feel like no one's going to want to work with you even if you did nothing wrong. Um, So I usually like don't like talking about it. And it's only happened like twice in 10 years. So, you know, it's, doesn't happen all the time so I don't want to have any female shy away from being in the construction industry but it has happened twice two times is too much yeah like one was about five years ago and I was on the job site and you know you get close with a bunch of the subcontractors you're in coordination meetings and you're collaborating and you're thinking outside the box coming up with critical solutions on how to construct this one of a kind artistic building and you know you, you you build relationships and that's one of you know my favorite parts of my job and I was told on this particular project a couple of times like that one particular subcontractor foreman would speak a bit sexually about me and inappropriately when I would leave the room but to my face he would smile be nice answer my questions and then I would leave and you know the gentlemen who were telling me um were very reputable sources and I had every reason to believe them but I still just didn't I didn't want to pursue it or think about it unless I heard it myself and so you know that had been told to me over the course of a couple weeks and you know just I just kept moving on building the building and thought well eventually that stuff will be done and they will leave and then you know I was in this commercial kitchen and there were several large walk-in refrigerators and at the time it was basically corn shell and so you know the structure would echo when people were talking and I was in the back reviewing the ventilation around these units and then I heard this particular man talking and it just became very apparent that the conversation was about me and that it was not nice and that it was very inappropriate and I wanted him to know that I heard I had let it go for so long and finally I heard it myself and so I remember exactly to a T where I was standing and everything about this moment. And I looked down this long ramp and the individual that he was talking to, his face went white, his mouth dropped. He looked at his foreman and his eyes were huge. And the foreman looked around the corner. He saw me. He just completely froze. And then in an instant changed, started talking about a different topic and looking like he was training the other individual. And I just let him see me. 
And then I just like sped walked back to the trailer. And what's really sad is that I absolutely loved my team so much. And I was extremely close with my superintendent and my senior project manager and everyone on the team. And yet as strong of a person as I am, I was so nervous to say anything. I didn't want to be the problem. I didn't want to cause an issue on site. I didn't want to make a subcontractor that we need possibly have to leave and then have schedule be affected. And I just didn't even want to be involved. All I want to do is go to work, do a really good job and build cool stuff and be such an asset. And so I remember thinking to myself, like, Lena, just go in there and just see how they handle it. Don't make a scene. Just be very, very calm. So I went into my superintendent in his office. I respectfully asked to speak with him for a second. And I just calmly said that so-and-so was saying something inappropriate and I felt really uncomfortable. And in two seconds, he just said, you know what, little lady, I'll handle it. And he went right outside, didn't waste a second, walked up to that gentleman and said, you know what you did and you're off my site, never come back. And the guy said, no, 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 you don't understand You know that that didn't happen and started making excuses. And my super just calmly said, you know what you did? you're leaving now. You're never coming back. And I really appreciated that. And my senior PM came in and checked on me. And then, you know, I had HR calling me and like my boss come out and I was like, look, you guys, I'm not reporting it. I'm not making a statement. I'm not making it official. I'm not documenting anything. I don't want anything like this under my name. I just don't want to be involved. My team got him off the site. The owner of that company called me and I said, look, I never want to talk about this again. I don't want you to get a bid invite from me and not want to work with me. I just want him to never come back. And if I work with you in the future, please bid my jobs. You know, please don't hold this against me. Don't even think about this when you see my name. You know, just never have him be on another job site. That I right. And they said, absolutely. Everyone was really respectful and we never talked about it again. We know. That story, it actually kind of, it makes me emotional because I hate that you had to deal with that, right? Like you were never the problem, Lena. And I I, and I think, and you know that you were never the problem, but I think having the anxiety of how others may perceive the situation, which I think is telling about the society we live in is it, that's the issue as well. But I think your team handled it well. I commend you with the way you handled that. And I'm sorry that you had to face that. That is a as an awful story. Yeah, my my super also, he asked me like what I wanted to have happen. So that was really nice. He's like, what do you want to see have happen to make you feel like we handled the situation well? And that's when I said, don't tell people, don't spread this news. All I want is him off the job. I don't need him to lose his job. Just get him off the job site. And they were like, do you want us to bring him to you to apologize? I said, absolutely not. I never want to see him again. And they said, okay. And they respected that. And they where they couldn't have been, you know, more kind and loving and supportive of me. And I will cherish them forever for that. That's great. I think you deserve, and you deserve the right to feel safe and comfortable on projects that you manage, Lena. That's just number one. If you don't feel that way, something has to happen with the culture, but I'm happy you're sharing this story because I'm sure someone out there could resonate with you. You talked about two incidences. What was the second one? Yeah. Unfortunately, there was a second. It was more recent. It was in the last couple of years and I was actually on a job interview and this company had already offered me a position and I was, I was really looking forward to it. And they said, okay, we just want you to meet our boss, which is like the leader of the whole West Coast. And he's coming down here and we just want to make sure that you guys meet and that you hit it off too. So I went out to dinner with them 
And it started off great. And, you know, there was no pressure. He said, basically, I'm here to impress you. Like, we really want to hire you. We've heard wonderful things and we would love for you to join us. And in retrospect, we never should have had the dinner because it uh, it ruined everything. But, you know, he ended up kind of like it was over the course of several hours. And so during it, it was so crazy. Like, I didn't even realize it was really happening. I kind of just thought every time something a little bit off happened, I kind of just like pushed it aside and thought, you know, it can't be. But like, you know, through conversation and I'm very personable and I tell fun stories and I'm lively and I'm joking around. But I kind of noticed like his hand would go on my knee a couple of times under the table and comfortable. And then he'd kind of move it and um, you know, he ended up saying that he would hire me as an executive. And I was like, uh, I'm actually interviewing for a project manager. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know. To me, you're an executive and, you know, you should come work here. I'll pay you a ton of money. You can work specifically for me. You can be under my wing. And and then he like would, you know, look at me and my chest and and I, I just was like, you know, I don't think but I don't think I'm qualified yet to be an executive, although that's the goal eventually. Um that's not that's not why we're talking and that's not what the offer has been for. And right. then right. you know, I was like, I was I've been specifically slotted for this new project and I was specific about it. And he's like, you know, no, 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 I didn't hear that. And and then it whatever, it went more into detail, like, oh, can I go to Iceland with you? Oh, you should never get married and have kids. You should stay single and blah, blah, blah. But like when you added up all the things together, I started making eyes with the waitress and like she was looking at me like, are you okay? And I was looking at her like, I'm going to leave soon. And then I left and I went to my parking garage in Santa Monica and I called my boyfriend at the time because I wanted to be on the phone with him. I just was worried. And if someone followed me to my car or something, it was just the whole thing was very weird. And he was like immediately so angry because he's like, Lena, when you put all those things together, this is entirely inappropriate. And he actually had been given an offer for that company the week before too. And he had accepted it. And then basically I didn't say anything at the time, but he was was like, I will never work for anyone who treats anyone like that. So he actually called them and said, no, I'm not accepting your offer. And then when the executive, who was a wonderful person, very professional, who made me want to go there, when he called me to ask how it went, I just kind of, I was so uncomfortable, but I told him just briefly kind of what happened. And I said, I don't want to report it or anything, but I'm going to have to say no to the offer. And I'm very upset that somebody being inappropriate would make me lose out on such a possibly great opportunity but I said like I can't support this and work for anyone and like especially if he's the leader of the company because I truly believe that companies stem from you know the values that the person at the top has and then they trickle down and you hire like-minded people and I was like I cannot be in support of this so I'm not into reporting anything though like again I don't want anything under my name but I would say just like stay true to who you are and make decisions that make you feel comfortable and just know that that's a reflection of only them. And I am so comfortable working in construction. I'm surrounded by men who like love and support me and cherish me. You know, it's just these individuals. To have such an unprofessional incident occur and happen with you that made you feel uncomfortable and unsafe, where you have to manage it very delicately to get remove yourself from the situation. That's really difficult to do. And I think 
you know, you you say that you don't like to report these things, but I think in a way you you do let them know, right? You let someone know and they they address it. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. I think, you know, this is why I really like this podcast because we we can share experiences and how, you know, that discomfort can will make people grow and realize that situations must be handled professionally that there are some aspects that are just in, completely inappropriate and are unacceptable so thank you so much for sharing that you know as we end this podcast what are some last minute things that you'd like to tell our, our listeners about you know diversity equity and inclusion and being a female in in project management I wish I knew more about the construction industry when I was in high school, because I would love to go back to school now. I would go to San Luis Obispo. I would get a construction management degree (laughs) and I would like go to Pepperdine and get a master's in like real estate development. I just didn't know about the opportunities, even though my dad has been in construction, his whole life. And that's how I got involved in working for a GC. I just didn't know about it. So I would love for students now to know about the industry. And if females have an interest, then they'll be aware that they have these opportunities and they actually have great universities that have this specific major as an option. And they have women like you in leadership roles, Lena, that help pave the way for others in equality. I do think to myself sometimes, I'm like, you know what, Lena, like, I hope that's just by being here and by working so hard and every time something happens that isn't ideal, I just work harder because I'm like, the smarter that I can be, the better my performance is, the more people that I work with who say, hey, she was really talented. I like working with her. I'd want to work with her again. Maybe I am creating more of an environment where women will be more accepted in the future. And I think you are doing that uh, with that. You know, I really appreciate everyone tuning into this conversation. Lena, I thank you for sharing your experiences. You know, that's not an easy thing to do, especially the gravity of the situations. And I want to thank you for being on here. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you as always, Lena. Uh, again, you have been with Lena Bigelow. Uh, she works with Del Amo Construction now, and she's a project manager extraordinaire. Uh, Her team is quite lucky to be working under her and they're going to grow infinitely. So thank you so much, Lena. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. With that, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of MGAC and Her Voices. I hope you check back next month for our next episode. 